Why B2B marketing is boring AF. Welcome back to a fresh episode of BreakingB2B.com. I'm your host, Sam Dunning. And if you want to grab our daily newsletter, check out past podcast episodes or apply to work with us, head over to BreakingB2B.com. So joining me today, I've got Tim Davidson. He's the founder over at B2B Riz. We're going to be diving into why B2B marketing typically is just so boring when it comes to content, media, and everything you see. We're going to be explaining how to fix it. We're going to be sharing Tim's process that he uses to come up with entertaining, funny, but at the same time educational B2B content, and how this can actually convert into getting attention, awareness, driving inbound, and revenue from your target clients. Breaking B2B is sponsored by Revenue Hero. Did you ever fill in a website inquiry form only to wait hours or even days to hear back from a sales rep? Then comes the endless back and forth trying to schedule a time that works for everyone. It's painful, right? Leads slip through the cracks along with a ton of lost revenue. Revenue Hero fixes this painful process for B2B companies just like yours, allowing prospects to book a time on your sales team's calendar instantly from the website. Behind the scenes, marketing can even route qualified leads to the best sales rep for the job. Hundreds of businesses automate their request a demo or book a cool workflow with Revenue Hero, including app queues, inflection, ultimate AI, customer IO, and user evidence. B2B marketers can see increases in up to 80% of qualified meetings booked. See Revenue Hero in action for yourself today at revenuehero.io. That's revenuehero.io and grab a free demo. Welcome to the show, Tim. How are we, sir? I'm good. New show name. I am excited. First guest episode with the new show name. We will see if it's a, a major win or a major flop. We'll uh, we'll soon find out. Hopefully, hopefully the I'm earlier. Sure. Yeah, sounds better to me. <laughs> cool, dude. Well, yeah, looking forward to getting stuck in. Um, as we always do, let's let's dive straight into the topic. Why is it, Tim, that B2B marketing has a history of being corporate, dull, stuffy. And why do you think it is so boring typically? Uh, I think a lot of people are just stuck in their ways. And the people that try to break out of it, they don't drive whatever the kind of that uh, metric is. And so they they just don't have the time. They don't have the freedom to do that because they're always getting you know the CFO or the CEO or someone asking where the leads are, asking where, you know, this thing is. And they just mm-hmm. don't have the time. So if they, they're going to do something different, they have to do it on their time, which they don't have time to do because they're working 60 hours a week anyway. Do you think that's the main main thing, holding businesses back, kind of a time constraint? or? No, I mean, not the time constraint, but just like the most, at the end of the day, it's the it's the owner, it's the, the executives that make the decisions, right? Mm. So at the end of the day, it's, it's most, not all executives, but a lot of the executives came from, you know, if you think about, let's just think maybe like 15 years ago, everyone thought you need to wear a suit to be anything business. This is probably 10 years ago too. You to, to do anything in business, you had to wear a suit. I think there's still that mindset that people don't understand. And even just when like 
you know, the COVID hit and then everyone was working from home. Like that was still very weird and people were still wearing suits all the time. I think it's starting to get there, but there's still that mindset that you need to wear a, a suit and tie to look professional to be in business. Yeah. Do you think there's an element also that businesses want to play it safe? So they kind oh. of want to stick to the content medians and types and formats that they've always done. There's a hundred percent that. Um, that's why everyone does kind of the same thing. Events, everything does the same thing on LinkedIn, on advertising, Google, just it's all the same stuff because they want to play it safe. Um, what's that? It's the worst thing ever, but it's like uh, no one ever got fired for uh, signing up with IBM or something like that. Like it's it's it's, it's stuff like that that just makes it worse. Mm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we're going to be shortly diving into kind of some some of your strategies. And if you're not familiar with Tim, some of his recent escapades on LinkedIn are, are creating videos, which I'd say are pretty funny. But at the same time, quite a lot of them give you insights. So they're usually short video clips. The latest ones of kind of Tim cutting all these exotic fruits, be it watermelon, pineapple, uh, coconuts. Whilst giving his spin on B2B marketing, it could be something around, I don't know, hiding pricing on your website or waiting 60 emails in 10 days to get a response from an SDR or an AE after you filled out an inquiry form on a website instead of rooting through to a calendar. So that kind of fun, silly, but educational stuff that teaches B2B companies a thing or two. So a lot of B2B companies, as we said, Tim, play it safe, play the corporate game. I mean, it's kind of understandable, I suppose, when you've got large scale businesses that maybe have a lot of red tape, a lot of execs, a lot of slow moving processes. But what is the answer? How how do we fix it? And should it be fixed? Like, is, is this kind of content relevant for everyone, making it funny and educational, I guess, at the same time? And is it always the right way? Yeah, I think, well, I think I, I, to your point, I think there is a stigma that if it's not boring, it has to be funny. Mm. I actually don't think it has to be funny all the time. It, it doesn't have to be. It could be entertaining. It can be, you can go like the horror film route. Like you, it just doesn't, it doesn't have to be funny. And I think that that might be some like stigma, like, oh, you know, it, I don't need to be fun. Like, I don't want to be funny. I don't know how to be funny. Or, uh, you know, our buyers don't like to laugh, which is obviously a lie. Everyone likes to laugh. But mm. it doesn't have to be funny. It can be entertaining. Like documentaries are entertaining, but they don't, they're not always, well, a lot of them aren't funny. They're just entertaining. Like there's that route you can take too. Yeah. 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 That's true, actually. Yeah. There's a lot of different formats. I suppose it immediately comes to my head kind of comical, funny, because that's kind of your style. But then perhaps share with us some, some other styles, some other genres, some other formats that you've seen and, and that can work. Yeah. And it's just like, so, a lot of um, thing, a lot of a lot of things I look at are actually like the B two C that you can. I like I like to say like oh you just, yeah, B2B you should steal from B two C. Obviously not everything, but mm. there's a lot of formats within B two C that are you know considered B two C that B two B should really steal. Like the whole TikTok movement, like all those kind of videos, like just and then just an example of like from the advertising side. Um, if you're on TikTok, there's a lot of those ads where someone's like answering a comment. Uh, it's just like someone's commenting and it's like an ad, it's, it's on the screen. They put it on the screen, they answer it in like a video format. Like B2B should, that's an easy, that doesn't have to be funny. That can be entertaining. That that can be, or not like entertaining. That can just be like, um, 
educational. It doesn't even have to be funny. It's just a different way that people are kind of uh, gravitating towards these days. Um, other things are like, uh, just like, you know, how, how B2C does um, reviews. Like you've seen those reviews of like, oh, here's our one star. B2B would never show a one star in there anywhere. But I think That's people are, are getting used to the Amazon and the, the Yelp phase where everyone was buying reviews. So five star doesn't look good anymore. Mm. So at, at the end of the day, it's really about how do you relate with your buyer? And that can come in many different ways. But things like the one star review are relatable because they know that people know now that you can't, that five stars are bullshit. And the four stars, three stars, the people are, aren't going to be perfect. I think it's, I think it's more about like relating to your buyer more than anything. And people are people. And I don't know why, like, I don't know why there's obviously a difference between like marketing and marketers and marketing to cybersecurity people, but they're still people. They like things. They like to laugh. They have families. They like to go on Facebook. It's just a different way of doing it. Yeah. I think that's probably a, a key word. there, making it relatable and 100%. I think, like you said earlier, when it comes to B2B, I see this all the time when we're doing websites, when we're doing content work, people just think that they automatically, because they're doing a B2B site, they need to speak in corporate mumbo jumbo. It needs to all be professional. They can't, God forbid, they can't use a curse word. They can't do anything silly. They can't do anything that might, I don't know, scare a few execs. Like we're, I suppose we're fortunate, Tim, in the sense that we're, we're running smaller businesses and it's pretty much just us that call the shots. But when it comes to anything, when there's execs involved, it's just hard work to, to get, I guess, approval for it, let alone actually execute on some of these unusual ideas. Well, what is with all the messaging? Like, why is everyone an all-in-one platform? Like, why, why, why does that, why is that so appealing anymore? I, I that, that I don't understand. Like, some of the things I've seen are just like they're the most high-level messaging. They're like all-in-one business for, or all-in-one software for businesses. Who are you relating? I mean, to all businesses, like, is that a, is that a, an issue of you want your TAM to be the biggest thing ever, I, or you don't want to like exclude some people? That I don't get it. Is like the messaging on the website has been is it's gotten real crazy because everyone just looks the same now. Mm. Yeah, I think on that topic, I think a lot of companies are quite frightened to niche down, especially if we're talking about website headlines, messaging, content. They think that if they specifically say we do X for this industry to improve Y result, if they really hone down onto the specific total addressable market they're focused on, maybe that's I don't know, accountants. And you break, you solve one specific problem for them. They think, oh no, we're going to lose all the other customers that could potentially work with us. So it's just, it's so rare that you you might lose a couple, sure, but a lot of the time when you go niche, when you niche down, people see more value because they think you're specifically going to help them with that with their issue, as opposed to just random messaging that's so widespread it doesn't really appeal to anyone. It's so generic. Hundred percent. And oh, here's the beauty. You don't have to stick within that niche. Mm. If you niche down to accountants, you're gonna see you know higher conversion rates, you know better sales rates, things like that. But then you can you can always venture out. You don't need to stick within uh, whatever the niche is you pick at first, or you can you know niche down to like a few different ones. You could there's there's a lot of ways to do it. It's just being the the all in one software for businesses is it can't be good. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Unless you're a Salesforce 
or HubSpot of the world. I, I don't think it's for. Yeah, you got to get there though. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. There's not many companies like that. For sure. So look, Tim, I want to share your process because you've done, you've been around the block when it comes to creating content in the B2B world that stands out. You're well known for your, for your entertaining stuff, your funny stuff on LinkedIn, the skits, the TikToks and more. I'd love to to dive into your process so others tuning in, listening, watching can get it from kind of initial concept right through to kind of how you get the ideas and then how you execute on it. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of ways to go about this. Um, I would say at the end of the day, it's it, what I do is I pair two things together. So, uh, like maybe an idea, right? So maybe a lot of my ideas do come from B2C, like the the fruit cutting. That came from watching someone on TikTok uh, cooking and telling a story. I was okay. like, oh, that's interesting. And then I saw other, there's, you know, you, you've seen it all over the place, like unboxing. The concept's not the fruit cutting. The concept is telling a story while you're doing something. I just, right. I, I tried unboxing. I tried cooking. I tried fruit cutting at the same time and fruit cutting hit the best. So I was like, all right, let me run with that. And there's a lot of fruit and a lot of knives and, you know, it's evolved over time. But at the end of the day, I'm, I'm pairing two different things together. And so like the, the two things that you should be pairing together is maybe like um, an idea, a point of view you and your business has. So you, you could, do, you could talk about that just bobblehead, you know, you just the, the classic uh, talking head style or right. you pair it with something else, maybe like uh, cooking or painting or doing something else and talking about it at the same time. That's when you see the, the, the entertaining part you're almost taking what everyone else is doing but you're just saying you're saying the same things but you're just doing it in a different way it's, mm-hmm. it's really that simple it's just not i'm not gonna lie though like you do need the right personality in person and and you need to do it over and over again to get to that point like my first 20 videos really sucked like really, oh, really same good. man everyone's everyone's yeah like, you get better big time though. big time I've said it before, but like the first few episodes I did on this podcast, like four years ago, I was sweating my ass off, like scared yeah. as anything, properly nervous, shake, literally shaking whilst interviewing people like this. Couldn't get my words out, stuttering all over the shop. And then you steadily get a little better, a little better, a little better, a little more confident over time. 100%. Or you just don't care. Like I still say, um, yeah, I still yeah. say, I'm a lot. I still say, right. And in, in these, these like kind of, Kind of like saying kind of like there's these these filler words that I say a lot. I just learned to say I don't care anymore because people don't really care anymore. Yeah. 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 I think that's that's not a bad way of doing it. So I like that. Okay, telling a story whilst pairing that with something else. So in your case, fruit cutting or painting like you've partnered with Hockey Stack for, which is quite an entertaining one. Um, And that's just one part. Right. You can, you can, you can do other things too. It doesn't even have to be entered like that, like a thing that you're doing and telling a story, even though I don't get me wrong. Stories, stories are the best thing. They've they've been marketing. Stories have been marketing forever, but you can also do like a list, but just do it. It's it's all about doing it in a different way. Um, Like some, I I also make videos where I am the same. Here's, here's one concept I've I've done. I I actually kind of like, it's still me, but I change shirts and I talk to myself, mm. but I just change into like a, a character. So it could be marketing and then sales. 
and those work because again it's different and that's that's from the b2c you know people just did that on tiktok and, and vine back in the day and uh youtube it's just a different way of doing it um where you're pairing your the things you know the 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 sales calls the things that you're answering for your yep. buyers and then just a different way of doing it that sticks out especially in b2b because no one else is doing it We've got to give a huge shout out to Factors.ai. In B2B, there's a few harsh truths. At best, only 4% of your website visitors convert into sales calls, and less than 1% of the outbound account list ends up making a purchase. By the time people request a demo or call, they're already late in their stages of evaluation. Smart B2B companies don't wait for people to magically buy. Instead, they expand their sales pipeline by tapping into intense signals. Factors.ai identifies prospects showing buying intent on your website, LinkedIn, and G2. Prospect into high-intent accounts at the moment they're buying. Make it easy for your team to generate revenue and get more from every dollar spent. The best part, you can attribute and track everything seamlessly through the Factors.ai platform. Don't miss out. Grab a free trial today and start maximizing your revenue over at Factors.ai. How do you tend to get your ideas? Like you mentioned sales schools then, is that one? Yeah, so the ideas of things to talk about, um, sales calls, uh, now that I've been on LinkedIn for so long, it's just you, you start to see the same trends over and over again in LinkedIn. Um, but yeah, what, what are people talking about in your sales calls? You can ask sales, they, there's always that. Um, mm -hmm. Communities, like if you're in marketing communities, you're gonna see the same questions over and over again. Some very specific ones, some that are you know higher level that you start to see a trend on. It's about finding like what are your buyers asking all the time and then answering those in various ways. If you think about everyone that's on LinkedIn, every single company, they talk about the five, same five things over and over again, just in different ways. You, you can't just talk about different things unless you're the all in one business for businesses. And that just doesn't work. Nice. Nice. And yeah, I mean, you've given some nice examples there in terms of taking, taking, uh, questions or things raised on sales calls trends on linkedin like you say there's there's always stuff you can pick out from there communities questions that you get all that kind of good stuff and i suppose the the value in that as well is doesn't really matter if you're making a video of it with your point of view something a bit different a take that that's quite evergreen content as well if you're like taking yeah. questions from sales calls objections problems then you could put something like that into a YouTube video. You could put that as an article on your website and that would be searchable. That would rank on organic search and that could kind of give you value and drive traffic to your website for, for years to come as well. Yeah. And, and, and when you're answering them, just try to, the, the, I think the key is not answering it the way everyone else would. Mm. So, you know, you get, you, everyone has to have a point of view. You should, if you're a business and yep. if you just answer it like everyone else does, it's just going to be like everyone else does. It, everyone is talking about the same thing. Everyone's answering it the same way. Then you need to find your point of view. And it doesn't have to be crazy. It doesn't have to be, you know, completely on the other side of it. But you have to have a point of view or a different way based off of your experience. It really should. Yeah, it's a great ad. I think that's, do you think that's some, a point of view when it comes to content is something that, can be learned over time 
And when I say that, like, I'll give you an example. For when I started this show, like four or so years ago, I, I purely did guest episodes originally. And then we didn't really start driving any inbound leads for my businesses until I started doing solo episodes. Mm. And when I did the solo episodes as well, when I'd give like tips on how to build a solid B2B website, what pages to include on your site, how to how to rank pages on Google, whatever the topic was. But then I'd start to throw my two pence in it or my 10 cents and say, look, this is why I think you really need a pricing page and there's no excuse in B2B. Um, and this is why your website needs to load in this this amount of time. Otherwise, there's, there's no point having it. And this is why your website still matters, even if all your business is through word of mouth. And mm-hmm. adding my two cents, a bit like why the guys, I don't know, Chris Walker, no longer at Refine Labs, but was kind of, he's he's well known for throwing his his thoughts on the, on the industry in there. Do you think that's... You think that's a skill that can be adaptive over time? Because I know when a lot of people, like we talked about earlier, start content creation, they are quite nervous and scared to, to do something wrong or say something out of line that might offend people. Yeah, it's it's something you it's something you you definitely. I don't know if it's a skill because uh, there's there's two parts, right? Like finding your point of view that probably comes from testing different point of views looking at what others are saying and, and you actually thinking a different way. It probably comes from like, like Chris Walker, I'm sure he put out a different couple, a number of different uh, ideas out and then just saw a couple hit and then like really ran with it, refined it, mm. which no pun intended. Um, nice. But, uh, but he got to that point of view over time. Uh, and maybe he started off with that. I could be wrong. Right. But his experience got him to that. Um, the skill part is is have the confidence and the way you say it though. I will say, you know, not a lot of people are confident in having a completely different point of view because they're afraid that mm. no one's gonna kind of resonate with that or they're not gonna get the business because people don't think that same way. But oftentimes there's always two there's usually two sides of it, right? There's there's oftentimes people that are gonna resonate with your point of view. It's just now, don't get me wrong. There's going to be some things that you probably should not say that are bad point of views. But for the most part, everyone's going to have, there's going to be people that kind of come along and thinking the same thing. They're just not ready to say it. Yeah. Yeah. Too yeah, tough. yeah. I, think, I, think, I think people have put it that way before. Say that last bit again. I didn't catch that. that like, I think people have put it, said it before, like as tribes, like there's, ah. uh, there's the two tribes and, and there's the tribe that people they don't speak up because they're not ready until one person actually speaks up and says, and it's like, Oh, I was actually thinking the same thing. Or if like you're in school, everyone had the same question, but it just took that one person to answer, to ask the question. Mm. Mm. Yeah. It's interesting. I think point of view is, is a well-raised point. It's like when you, when you scroll your LinkedIn feed, some of the posts that hit most are literally someone just throwing in their opinion on, on their industry or their sector or their niche that they're, let's say a subject matter expert in inverted commas in and just throwing yeah. on a few paragraphs about what they think's wrong or what they think should change or what they think should be different. And that's like instant hundred likes. Yes. But there's also the people that just put out a post that they agree that is very agreeable for everyone. So they, yeah. they really go viral because everyone agrees with it. It's like, okay. uh, I suppose you got to be careful of that as well. Yeah. <laughs> trying to please everyone. Exactly random generic stuff yeah fair fair point do you think there's like a formula to mm. to what you do 
because you've given a few different angles that you can do it with kind of storytelling whilst whilst doing an activity or putting your point of view on it or hitting a latest trend or taking something from b2c is there like a formula you'd like to follow for the media that you put out i mean it's a good question i i don't know if i would call it a formula i, I think it's become a formula like and it's mm. i don't think of it like that i can't like i don't think i could i could probably could put it on paper but it's based <laughs> off of the things i've tried and you know i mean what was it i looked at my post last year i posted maybe like 431 times if you post that many times you're gonna find things that work and don't and over the time i've figured out and everyone this is how everyone kind of gets better at content is you figure out what is good what's not what people like what where you get most comments where do you get the most dms where do you get the likes and the the good likes versus the bad likes those those things so over time you build up your own formula in your head and like when I'm, even if i'm video editing i've learned you know to add in certain things and, and take out certain things like dead spaces or leave in dead spaces sometimes too, depending on the video or how I cut it or when I should zoom in. I wouldn't say there's a perfect formula, but there is a formula in the way that I've learned over time. Now I, I don't have that on paper or anything, so I can't, it's hard to speak of it, but I think there's a formula at a high level though. I do think the formula that has worked for me is telling a story with a point like with a point of view so b2b buying is broken you should use a scheduling link you know you should do abm uh you know linkedin ads should be using an account list or something like that that's my point of view on it right telling that story or talking about it while doing something else so the formula is some people there's literally people that, that probably just watch it for to see my cut off my finger for fruit cutting and that's fine with me uh but they'll stick around because of that but then they, they can also listen to the um, what I'm talking about. So the formula is like telling a story while doing something. I think that's worked well for me. But you have to have that, I do think you have to have that point of view. It could probably work if I just say generic stuff, but I don't think that's going to get me any type of real good comments or, or um, you know feedback that I would want. I guess it, it's like you say, it makes it relatable, right? Because when you're adding your, your spin on it, then some people will say, completely agree, this guy's onto something. Others will say, what the fuck, he's talking shite. And that's fine. You want to repel those people anyway. Like when you realize that you're you're not going to be a good fit for everyone that sees your stuff, it's, it's a good thing because you attract the people you want to do business with. Yeah, 100%. Um, I actually, some of the best, I mean, if you think about the best posts, some of the best posts are the ones where you don't, you mentioned it already. Like it's the, the best posts are the ones that have a, a different point of view. And so like an example, if I, and I, I would say this is where funny comes in is I so saw a lot of times I talk about the B2B buying process being broken. If I was being in my videos, if I was not joking, didn't throw in some jokes around it or made it kind of interesting. If I was just like dead serious about it, I'd probably get a lot more comments from some people that do not like my content, but because I joke around about it or I joke around about marketing and sales I don't think I get as much flack because I, I say it with like tongue in cheek, even though I yeah. didn't. Yeah. Yeah, man. You've got, you've got to keep it fun. Like that's, yeah. that's one way. I think I would get sick and tired of posting video content or putting content on LinkedIn or my podcast, but I didn't get to mess around and annoy a few people every time. Like just, just oh, helps yeah. me pick over a bit. <laughs> yeah. It's I mean, people buy from people. So like people want, I'm, I'm, I think everyone should lean into their personality. 
I really do. I think that what makes you actually different, not just, I think that's what's going to make you really different is your personality. And for anyone that perhaps isn't ready to get stuck in with video like yourself, Tim, are there any other formats that you recommend from, from a B2B perspective that you think could work until you're ready to, to fire up the video camera or your smartphone, whatever? Yeah. Oh, I mean, everything, everything works. That's the thing. Text posts work, text, uh, you know, website content that, that all works, but you can also put in your personality within that text and your point of view within that uh, message. It doesn't have to be just video. I think video is awesome. I think it's one reason it does stick out is because no one, not a lot of people are doing it, Mm. but I'd also say text images, all that stuff also works. It's just about putting your personality into it. Like, so the image, uh, you know, everyone does like, especially on the enterprise side, everyone has like the background being like a city. And then it's just like some really generic, like content, like some really generic message. You can Mm. change that up and and have it be like fun or I get like people are using GIFs now. Like I think that that stuff sticks out more um, because it's different or using, you know, dogs in your in your images or just stuff that really sticks out it doesn't have to be video video is great but you can show your personality in your in your uh in text in anything i forgot to say as well you gave a nice tip the other day on linkedin which i stole which was the i didn't realize you could do it the intro video so when someone's waiting to join your zoom room you can put a little <laughs> snippet video so mine is uh where i'm in my normal well i say normal clothes my sport gear whatever i'm wearing now and all of a sudden I go, I'm SEO man. And then I just transform into my SEO Superman outfit. And then I'm like this. And then everyone enters the Zoom room laughing their head off. And I'm That's like, why are you laughing? They're like, you're an SEO man. I was like, oh, shit, I forgot I had that video in the waiting room lobby. But it's, it's so a great good. talking point because everyone's laughing as soon as they come into my Zoom session. I'm like, this is quite a good way to, like you say, just something different that stands out and it's memorable. So little yeah. things like that that you can put into the buying experience just make a world of difference. That's amazing. I, I keep forgetting I have to do a new one. Um, and I'm I'm very excited now. <laughs> yeah, man. I love to see that when it's when it's ready. So all right, cool. We've we've talked a lot about kind of ideas and formulas and how you can stand out when it comes to B2B content. From your experience, we've got to ask it, but how could this translate into attention, attracting idle clients and cold, hard cash and leads. Yeah. So I think all that stuff, uh, maybe not just like the attention, but well, the attention too. I think all of it, you need to still have a point of view. If you're going to drive revenue and and business from it, you need to have a point of view that's not just about like, you know, creating content like videos and stuff. That's, that's literally just, I think is just business. Um, but if, if everything you're doing with, with creating content and if it's fun, if you have a point of view behind it, I think that's where it drives the revenue. Getting the attention is easy because it's going to be, if you do stuff like this, like, you know, video that's uh, B2C style or, you know, there's tons of different ways to do it or skits or anything like that, that's going to get attention because it's going to stop the scroll and it's different in B2B the point of view, having an actual point of view is going to drive the revenue. I I can't say that, you know, in, in just for my examples, if I just fruit cut, cut fruit and, you know, did skits, that that would drive any revenue. 
if I didn't have a point of view and an actual story behind it, if mm. it, was, it was generic, I don't think it would do anything, but you, you need that point of view and that tell the storytelling to actually like drive the revenue. And how close from your experience, Tim, does what you're talking about doesn't matter the media type or the format have to be tied to your actual offer or your niche? Um, yeah, that's a good question because it doesn't technically have to be because, uh, this is more of like a longer route, but if mm. it's more for small businesses too, like, you know, us one person kind of teams or, um, but like if you create content that's fun and maybe it's more broad, people will start following you and start like wanting to know who you are. Maybe they don't understand who, what you do at the beginning but if you have what you do on your website what you do on your linkedin profile on any you know wh whatever channel that is they'll f maybe like you see what you're doing and if they have a need then they'll probably reach out mm. i don't think it needs an offer i don't actually most of my videos don't have an offer ever ever um but i do have a point of view behind them but to your point you can go broader if you're doing the personality thing because if people like you, maybe they don't need what you need, what you offer yet, but maybe, but some will, you just have a broader audience basically. Yeah. Makes sense. I suppose you in, in real B2B marketing speak in inverted commas, it's almost like filling that top funnel, right? Going super broad, yeah. like talking generally about in our case, maybe B2B marketing, tech marketing, B2B service marketing, et cetera. Generic topics like this is why most B2B websites suck and this is why a sales rep takes 10 years to reply to a contact form inquiry or demo request. And uh, kind of getting that entertainment, getting that traction, getting that attention at the top of funnel, people follow you and then over time they check out your website or they check out your podcast or they sign up to your newsletter. The funnel's getting more and more narrow. They maybe then see your content about more specific uh, point of view tips, insights around your offer, and then eventually them or someone they recommend or someone they know reaches out to, to you because they realize that you can help them with something they're struggling with or a solution that they need, I guess. 100%. And, and just on that point, like you don't even need to be talking to, like as long as the content's talking to who you, who you want to talk to. So mm. maybe it's not about the offer, but it's about talking to what b2b marketers are and that's who you want to talk to if you're talking to them in a certain way and you kind of resonate with them then it's it's fine because at the end of the day they'll come back to you and see what you do if they really like if they're like really like binging your content or something like that they'll come and see what you do but if it's it's gonna be the right people if you go real broad and talk about business that's gonna be hard because you're gonna have if you don't want to talk to lawyers they you know they they, one person lawyers might be following you, which is fine, but it's just going to be much broader audience. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. And when it comes to tracking those inbound ops, be it leads, cool requests, demo requests, whatever, do you ever see ones come in that might say, saw Tim chopping fruit on LinkedIn, decided it was time to, to reach out? Does, does that ever happen on the how, how you heard about us field on? Actually, yeah, cry forms. it has uh, Tim, <laughs> Tim Davidson, comma, fruit cutting, and then I'll have like a fruit cutting emoji. Um, I've had a few of those on the How'd You Hear About Us. Um, those feel really good. Um, 
No, I think that I think there's a lot of people that just don't talk about it and they just say, you know, Tim Davidson or they just say other stuff. And you, I've heard it on gong calls too, which is interesting. Um, but it's funny though, cause I do other stuff than fruit cutting, right? But the fruit cutting is what's actually end up being what people say. Um, so that's been the most interesting to me because I do other things. Uh, no one's ever mentioned B2B Ross and how did you hear about mm-hmm. us? But they've, there's always the mention of the fruit cutting more than anything. No one's ever said, oh, uh, the skits or no one said cardboard holding either yet. So that's been interesting at events. That was a good one, wasn't it? That that, that seemed to get a lot of attention with you. Do you want to describe what you did that, Tim? Yeah, I got a lot of DMs from that. Not not a lot of uh, like inbounds, um, but it was, I mean, it just happened a couple months ago. Yeah, yeah. Give, give us a quick description of what you did with that cardboard, Tim, for anyone that didn't see it. <laughs> So uh, I kind of went on like a, a B2B event stint uh, in 2023. It was like uh, September to November. Uh, before that, I'd never really gone to, I went to like three events. Um, and I went to that about nine or eight or nine in like two months. And, but the concept was I was not going to get a booth. Um, I wanted to kind of get awareness and, and trying to, you know, talk to people without the booth. So I just went there. And I was just trying different things. Um, one of them was like the the cardboard holding meme that you see, like the new guy in New York City. And it'll say like, uh, you know, I don't know, emails suck or whatever. And then, I, but I brought cardboard to each event and I would hold them up and um, people t- tend to like them. It'd say like B2B doesn't have to be boring or first party over third party data or, or you know, MQLs and leads don't matter or something like that. Um, they got a lot. They were a lot of fun. I would say that. It was cheap. Recycled mm. cardboard, so I didn't buy any cardboard. That must have got a ton of impressions as well. Like those posts were getting a lot of attention when you're hitting up those events with those cardboard signs. Yeah, that, I mean that was actually my uh, that was like the one metric I was looking at. I was like, how many impressions can I get from like the 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 content from that? Um, I got like eight hundred thousand impressions over the two months or something like that, just from like the cardboard um, sign holding stuff. Nice. Plus all those people that saw you, of course, at the event and yeah, there's people that. And- yeah, there was people that took pictures. I, they stopped, take pictures. They're like, oh, I sent this to our team in Slack. I was in there. I've seen like emails where people put that that picture in there without, you know, and that's fine. You don't have to mention me. But I've had people screenshot those and I'm like, oh, that's so cool. And like people just mentioned it. It was really, really interesting. Didn't you get kicked out of one as well? I didn't. <laughs> they didn't <laughs> let me do it. Uh, Dreamforce didn't let me do it. They were very nice about it. Um but I was doing it there. He's like, no, you can't do that. Um, they, luckily, they didn't kick me out. That would have been a I'd have loved to see it. Imagine that video on LinkedIn, like you, someone filming you with a cardboard sign, like a massive security guy just comes up and like chucks you out. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah, luckily, I did get him saying you can't hold it there um, on video. And that was, a, that was a fun one. Everyone liked that one. But yeah, if he, nice. he was big too. I could not, like, I'm not the smallest guy, but he's huge. He would have threw me out. I think you've got to break the rules a little bit, though. If you can, like if it's, your company allows it's not really it, breaking the rules either. It's like there's no rule on it, I guess. We, you made the rules, <laughs> <laughs> so and, and that's the funny thing. Some events were like all about it. They would be like, they would literally like message me before, "Hey, which what, what are you bringing? Are you bringing cardboard this time?" And some are like, you know, don't do that, and that's fine. That's completely fair. That's it. It's like you said earlier, you track the tribe, and you don't want to <laughs> you you repel any. To wrap things up, Tim, any words of encouragement for anyone that's been listening or watching and thinking, I like the sound of this uh, non-boring content idea when it comes to B2B, but they're 
a little little bit on the fence, a little bit apprehensive, what words of encouragement would you give them to kind of start getting stuck in? I got two. Uh, the one, and we already talked about this, and because I, I get a lot of messages about people with video. It just do create, use your phone, create a video of you talking, trying to, you can do, try to do scats and edits and stuff. You don't really need to do that. Do it like 20 times, post it every time, and you will get feedback. People are very nice, first off. You'll get good feedback. You'll get like, or no feedback, and that's fine too. But you'll get way better at it if you want to do video. The other one is people buy from people. Um, and so one thing, and just for an example, when I started doing these things, I did it on my own. I started posting on LinkedIn on my own. I didn't you know, have the, the company fund it. It was just my phone and me just mm -hmm. posting, trying different things. If you, I do think it's harder to have, you know, the company, you know, pay you to do this or have you um, try this on your own. If like content that's a little bit different. First, I think you should just try it yourself on your own time and see if it hits. And if you start seeing like the right people comment, liking it, that makes it a lot easier to pitch to your boss that we should try content like this. Love that advice. Very, very, very good advice. Um, and it shows as well, like if you're a marketing exec or sales exec in a company that you've gone out and done something yourself off your own back as well, doesn't it? Like it says, look, I, I spent the time, I don't know, creating this newsletter series or this LinkedIn series or this video content, or I've started crafting, crafting some articles for my site. Take a look. I've got some feedback from our prospects. They love it. Um, mm -hmm. It's actually generated this. And if you bring that to your boss or your manager and think, wow, this, this person's actually gone out of their way to, to drive something. And if they don't, then to be honest, you're probably in the wrong company. <laughs> yeah, it's very true. Cool. Tim, look, appreciate your time, man. Thanks for sharing all your things, B2B content and wisdom. With that, how can folks learn more about yourself? Tell us more about B2B Riz and how can they learn and connect with you? Yeah. Um, yeah. Best way to connect with me is on LinkedIn. Um, Find, just type in Tim Davidson. I have a blue background with the glasses on, like face sideways a little bit. Um, but yeah, this actually this week I started a company called B2B Riz, B2Briz.com. Uh, it's ABM with LinkedIn Ads Consulting. Uh, you work with me. This is I'm not trying to scale it, not an agency, just um, yeah, just trying to drive qualified pipeline revenue for uh, B2B SaaS marketers. Um, but best way to connect with me is on LinkedIn. And no, appreciate you having me on. This was awesome. No worries, dude. And we shall put all of those links in the description below. Thank you once again. And if you want to check out the daily newsletter, check out past podcast episodes or apply to work with our team, head over to breakingb2b.com. Appreciate you for tuning in. Catch you soon.